My guest today, Ariana Pinar, is an energy medicine mentor. We dive into the topic of unity consciousness and the energy of the heart. Ariana helps us integrate the four aspects of self so that we can live a full life aligned with who we are meant to become in this life. Ariana is sharing her own journey along with powerful insights and tips on how to step into living in unity consciousness and becoming whole. Learn more from Ariana at ariana.com.au. Today's episode is sponsored by the book, Wisdom Beyond What You Know. Your ideal life is one right turn away, right here and right now with me, Arika Sullivan and New Light Living. See your life in a new light. In this show, I'm bringing real world tools to show you how to ignite the light within you and restore your balance to who you truly are. That busy, exhausted feeling isn't anyone's true purpose. Get back to the heart of your real self. Begin to live in your ideal dream day every day. Learn how to stop giving your energy away. Trust your intuition and chill out your ego and learn how to find your calm. The journey begins now. Come and step into the light. New light living with intuitive spiritual life coach Ulrika Sullivan starts right now. Welcome. Welcome to New Light Living Podcast. How are you today? I am wonderful, awesome today because I have a, an amazing guest with me today, Ariana Pinar. And welcome, Ariana. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. Yes. And we are having a, such a um, heartfelt topic, if I put it like that. We are going to talk about unity consciousness and the energy of the heart. What a great topic. Um, but before we dive into the depths of the heart and unity consciousness and have a conversation about that, I want to uh, introduce Ariana to all of you by saying that she lives in Australia and uh, we have met here today to really give you a broad perspective and some hopefully some new inspiration around what unity consciousness is because it's it's a topic that you may hear about but what is it really uh, so first i would like to welcome you ariana to uh, uh, let us know a little bit more about yourself who are you and what do you do i am an energy medicine mentor when I talk about energy, we think uh, generally people will think that it's just one piece of what is a four-piece puzzle. And so I generally have to explain it a little bit. So what I do is I support people to amalgamate and integrate all the four aspects of who they are so that they can live a life that is full and in alignment with who they're here to be from a soul perspective. And I live this in my own life. 
So I'm constantly integrating these four aspects of self, which are the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual aspects of self to bring about energetic shifts. And we do this in, in my practice and for my, in my own life by actually bringing in virtues of the heart and allowing these virtues of the heart to intermingle and intertwine into unity consciousness, which is really where we're going with this conversation. So yeah, it's a big topic and, and, and it's a really big job, but I think it's everybody's job on the planet right now to actually come into these aspects of self. Mm, so beautiful. Yes. And such important work where we, in many cases, and I'm generalizing a little bit here, have lived a life for many decades or generations, even in, in a compartmentalized view, but and, and way of, of showing up in the world and relating to ourselves. But unity consciousness is something, of course, the word unity is a lovely word, right? Uh, and consciousness is, is definitely something that we all have our own perception about what it is. But for you, Ariana, what is unity consciousness? Well, if we look at the universal laws, one of them being that all is one and that what is in one is in the whole, we start to understand how if you look at source or universal energy, we, we are part of that. Some may think that we're separate from that. Some may think that there is this element of source energy, God, universe, whatever it is that you want to name it. And then there's us. But earth in itself is surrounded by a bubble or the universe in itself is surrounded by a bubble of this energy, the source, this connective tissue of many different solar systems. And we are part of that. So what is in one, meaning what is in me is in you and is in the larger community, the global community, because we're all part of the same fabric that makes up this beautiful um, wardrobe of experiences. And so unity consciousness is really the understanding and not only from a logical sense, but an embodiment sense that we are part of one another, that we are all together in this life, in this experience of what it is to be a human. And there are many different ways that you can start to explain this. I mean, unity, unity consciousness can also represent Christ consciousness. It can also represent many different other ways of, of explaining it, depending on which lens you're looking at it through. But for me, it's just really this, if I were to boil it down, it's the understanding that we're all one and what is in me is also in you. Yes. And, and in a way that it can be pretty abstract, right? But it, it's, right. and that's kind of what both you and I are working to translate to others on how it, how they can relate to that in their own life from their own perspective. So, yeah, yes. I think, uh, I, I'm with you there <laughs> as far as the, yeah. the belief that we are not just some, a separate unit, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, we've been brought up in a time where 
we've been led to believe that my pain is my pain and my struggle is my struggle and the separateness that and the divisiveness that we're experiencing not only on the planet now but that has existed has existed for decades and generations before us this idea of separateness has been drilled into our society and it takes a lot of almost dismantling of a lot of belief systems and ways of being for us to understand that once we drop the walls of the, that separateness, we actually work so much better when we're working as one unit. Mm -hmm. But of course, you know, you say it's abstract. It is because ultimately my skin ends where it does and yours begins where it does. And so there is an element of separateness in that from what the eyes can see. So you can't deny the fact that we are two separate beings, but once you start to look beyond that, which the physical eyes can see, there's so much more that is in between us that connects us. Absolutely. And that's where the consciousness comes in, right? Right. <laughs> the, the consciousness, which is also what's unseen. So mm -hmm. yeah, I love that um, exploration you just did there because uh, you know, for anyone who's watching or listening this, I I'm sure you, if you're here, you probably are curious about this topic and, and building a, an experience of unity consciousness for yourself. And I think both what Ariana and I are saying here is that invite that experience to be true for you. It doesn't really um, come from externally aware somewhere else. It's your experience is your experience. And, and, and that um, understanding that there is not a right or wrong. Here we hear the divide again, right? There is no right and wrong in terms of how someone else wants to define unity consciousness for themselves. Because, um, yeah, mm. I, I love that. Um, that unity consciousness also invites us to, to build our own perspective because that's, that's truth for ourselves. And uh, that's, that's a good thing to have our own truth. Now, mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about this already in terms of unity consciousness and why it, it feels like it's becoming more and more relevant. And from your perspective, in the times we're living in, why do you believe or feel that it's it's becoming more and more relevant in, in today's conversation and, and life we're living? I think we're moving or have moved into a new era. You know, there are many different eras that can be explained via astrological shifts and changes and various things that happen historically. Um, and I think we're moving into an era of light uh, where everything that's been hidden in the subconscious of the collective is being drawn out to the light. And in these circles, we can talk about the light. And I know that it's been that term in itself has been overused to the point where some people are quite resistant to it. But if we look at our consciousness as light, if we look at every single cell in our body 
being filled with light and having light as its directive force, then drawing things from the subconscious, from the basement, so to speak, and drawing it all the way up towards the light is really the purpose of this new era. And we can see it so much. If you just look at the last 10 years, look at all of the things that have been drawn out of the shadows. The technological era that we live in now means that even information is being moved at the speed of light, right? We just now pick up a cell phone, a smartphone, and we have information at our fingertips. It wasn't that long ago where in order to get a letter or a note from one person to the other, it took months of someone needing to write something and then give it to the post. And then they post it across oceans. You know, that would take months for someone to receive a letter. Whereas now we simply write a text message or an email and it's received from, you know, the other side of the world in almost a minute. So just the way that information is being processed now how social media has had such a big influence on the way that we experience the world now. And information is so easily accessible. But what we're coming to understand now is that you, you touched on this a little bit earlier, is that we each get to make up our own truth. We each get to decipher what it is that we believe in. And what I truly think is happening is that there's a lot of dismantling of old systems that were in place because they benefited systems of power. And now as we're coming up into this age of light where we are recognizing the fact that we are responsible for our own truths, these, and at the same time, the dismantling of all of these systems, and at the same time, the darkness being brought to the light, we're all coming into this new age of consciousness, meaning we need to now become conscious of the choices that we're making and the truths that we believe in. And yes, we've got this idea of unity consciousness. Perhaps it's just a thought that you have or a concept that you understand or you're beginning to understand now. And ultimately, unity consciousness is an, is an embodiment. It's an experience. It's not something that you just understand from reading a book. It's an experience that you have in your body and you live by. And that's fine if you're, you're simply seeing it for what it is for the first time and trying to understand it logically. But part of that experience is getting to the point where you do recognize the fact that you have a choice in what you believe. You do have a choice in how you react or respond to the things that are happening in the world. And every single one of us on the planet right now has a very specific job in helping the collective consciousness rise to that of unity consciousness. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean that your job is to stand on a platform and shout it from the rooftops. Maybe your job is simply to hold space for someone as they're bringing forth their new ideas or... Maybe your job on the planet right now is just to simply bring your kids up in a way that allows them to make their own choices and believe their own truths. 
So it doesn't have to be this huge, big thing that everybody thinks, you know, everyone's now destined to be the big change maker and the liberators. We make the biggest changes from the smallest little things that we do. The smallest choices that we make are actually the most grandiose. Mm. Yes. And, and I think what I picked up from one thing that I picked up that you said is also, you know, unity consciousness, everyone uh, are, know their, their part and, and are, understand that and are comfortable and love that part that they're here for. So, and, and with that understanding that unity consciousness there is everyone is needed yeah so there there is no uh, you know striving for being one thing <laughs> anymore like like yeah. you said it's to understand that part that we uh came here for and yeah. uh, uh but i think the the relevancy now is to make that shift into understanding what we all are here for and in uh, some individuals have a certain role not necessarily say that's better or worse than another role so yeah it's it's this web of um collaboration co-creation that you're yeah that that it's like natural in a way Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, i think uh, and i i love that you brought up that you know, now we are in that shift of ages between, and, and of course, as, as we, um, when we make conclusions like that, we look at the past, right? When we have had major shifts and there have been major shifts in the past, um, you know, generations, thousands of years too. So that there's nothing that says that we are not in a shift, we are. So, Mm. yeah and I liken it to you look at the body in itself so I always say that the universe is inside us right that's not my quote that's from many mystical teachings and if we if we consider that for a moment that the universe is inside us and that every living organism and cell within our bodies has its own job to do and you know the different parts of our internal systems are not fighting one another to exist. They're collaborating and co-creating to bring about a system, an an ideological system where everything is working towards health and well-being. Yes. I love that. I mean, that's, that really puts it into perspective of what we're talking about here in terms of the the um, non-friction, if you will, uh, in that ecosystem of, if we take the body as a, as a, mm. an example. Yeah. So mm. now I know that everyone listening or watching is a little curious about you and how, how your journey have been and how you got to where you are now. Can you tell us a little bit more about your journey? Uh, well, I, started out in this spiritual evolution of mine through yoga the practice of yoga asana and at first I participated in classes simply because I thought it was good for the body I came from a history of dancing so I danced uh, 
semi-professionally and it was an opportunity for me to stretch my muscles. I say that in inverted mm -hmm. commas because yeah, obviously now I look back and I think what a wonderful entry point, but also that was the beginning of the journey, right? So jump cut 10 years, many yoga teacher trainings under my belt, many teachings and doing all of the things possible. I began to understand that yoga was a little bit more than just simply moving the body on a mat. And I started teaching full time. I had an injury in my hips, which rendered me still for nine months. And when your identity is wrapped up in your body and movement, asking someone to stay still for nine months naturally brings about an identity crisis. And I remember it very clearly lying in a dark room one afternoon thinking to myself, how did this happen? Why am I here? Like, I need support. I need something to inspire me. I feel like I'm in a dark night of the soul. And I didn't know what that was at the time. I just felt super depressed, really. And I had this message come through, this download to research meditation. And I'd heard of meditation and I had meditated as part of my yoga teacher trainings, but it was a different vibration of meditation. It wasn't just simply close your eyes and focus on the breath. It was about connecting to a part of yourself that I hadn't necessarily connected with before. And one thing leads to another. I find myself a mentor in energy medicine and I land up mentoring with her for a number of months on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And that literally shifted my whole life because my hips healed. I understood what it meant to energetically and psychosomatically connect the dots between physical injuries, emotional injuries or disturbances in the body and the rest of my life since then. And that was in 2014. 14 or 15, the rest of my days has just really been about exploring these aspects and then also teaching that to others and supporting others through one-on-one -on -one mentorship so that they can also overcome these limits, supposed limitations of the body-mind continuum. Mm, what, a, what an amazing journey. Mm. The work you do now is to, it really based on your own experience that it is possible too and that I love yeah that. yeah so what yeah so what, no go ahead I was just gonna say that there's there's a lot to be said about softening in that story where the subliminal message in that story is that the harder you push the more rigid you become and the easier it is to break the softer you become, the more you're flexible and the easier it is to create a life in alignment with what it is you're here to do. So many people join this path and they think that it's head down, bum up, I'm going to get <laughs> moving, I'm going to get these things happening. And ultimately what it, what it brings about is the sense of push until you break and there's nothing wrong with that because I actually think that that's a really important part of 
the journey because it's only, and not everybody experiences this, but a lot of people do that once you get to the point where you've broken, whether that's physically, emotionally, mentally, you maybe reach a point in your life of what we call crisis, whatever that means for you. That's when you're allowing the light to come in. It's only when you're broken that you ask for the help, which is why that moment that I was lying in the dark thinking, I need something, I need some support. I Just show me where you want me to go. I, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing with my life from now. And I always want to remind people that because sometimes we share our stories and it just looks very linear. It looks like, oh, she had a bad time. And then all of a sudden, everything just kind of worked out for her. And it did. But because I was willing to, and I didn't know it at the time, but willing to ask for support from something that was so, so much bigger than me, that unity consciousness. Mm. Yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> mm. I, I really don't have much to add to that, but you have a beautiful story and a, you know, another um, example of transformation that is so powerful and inspirational to, uh, to us. So mm. thank you for sharing that. What, and if I may ask you, what's the best thing that have come out of, of that experience, your journey so far? What's the best thing? I'd say the softening has given me an ability to connect with people in a way that I wasn't able to do before. The relationships in my life up until that point were like my body, rigid. They were, there was a lot of expectation placed on them, just the same as the expectation on my body. You know, what is in one is in the whole. How, how you experience one thing is really how you experience everything. And so, again, if you look at the body as an analogy, everything that you experience in your body, you'll experience in your life. So taking how I experienced my body and then relating that to the relationships that I had in my life, there was a lot of expectation. There was a lot of... Uh, this feeling of entitlement placed on relationships. And what I have learned throughout this process is that every single one of us is going through our own experience of what it's like to be a human. And it is not up to me to tell any one person how they should live their lives or what they should be thinking or how they should be talking or anything like that. And what that does is it it allows me to love the person that's in front of me for who they are. Oh, so simply beautiful. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. so beautiful. And it's simply because I'm loving myself for who I am. Right. I'm loving my body the way it is, regardless of its quote unquote flaws, perceived flaws, limitations, the things that I would have considered 20 years ago to be issues you know, now it's just part of it. And so therefore my relationships are that too. And, and it's not easy. And there are times where I just want to hit my head against a wall, you know, and you see people you love making decisions that are not in alignment with the way you would make decisions. 
but I always have to bring it back to this understanding that it, this is not, that is not my journey. Like my journey is to understand my own self, make my decisions and to a certain degree, control my responses and reactions to the external stimuli as it exists in my life. Mm. And I always recognize that the moment I am eager to try and fix someone or tell them what to do or control them to a certain degree, it's only a reflection of the fact that there's something within me that I'm trying to fix or control or not able to harness. Mm. Yes, that softness, Ariana, is, I get a sense that when you're describing this to me of expansion, of, of uh, just taking more space within your life for more acceptance and softness in that, in that mm. space. So I beautifully describe, and uh, that's for everyone to take take note of this softness that comes with um, transformation this way. And yeah, so thanks for sharing that. Now, you work with a lot of people and help them. What do they come to you for as opposed to what you then to discover together that they're there for or how getting help with? Can you give us a, you know, just a perspective of that? Because it's, it's signifies the shift that we're in, in a way. People are in this wave of transformation, but they often, I'm sure, like to do with me, come to me for one thing and then it dis they discover, oh, it's actually this over here. <laughs> mm, yeah. So there are two different points that people will generally join my community the first one is that they know something's missing but they don't know what it is mm. so there's this hole that they don't even know exists but they feel it there's a magnetism to the work but they're not really sure what it's going to bring about and quite often they see the hole or the gap in work or a relationship but remembering that what we experience inside is actually a reflection of how we see the world so they see it in something happening in their life and then they come and see me and work with me only to discover that that's a part of their internal systems whether it's belief or emotional systems that has that gap so that's the first come for and then receive. Mm, yeah. And the second part is that there is an understanding of the spiritual nature of their existence, but are attracted or is, is are attracted to the way that I bring about Eastern mythologies in a Western world. So a lot of times we may go through the journey of understanding the fact that we are actually spirits in human flesh. And then we get to a point where a lot of the teachings 
can be a little bit nebulous and almost too simple. And they come to see me because I have an ability to help them bridge the gap between the logical mind and the heart space and help them connect the heart mind in a way that parks the monkey mind to allow them to embody the the spiritual teachings that either they've learned up until that point or that they're now ready to embark on. Hmm. So even though those two points in time are relatively close, they're actually very different vibrationally because the first one that I mentioned was just really about, I don't know what I don't know, but I know something's missing. (laughs) And the second one is like, I know what I know, but I don't know how to get from one point to the other. Right. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I, I, uh, for everyone who's listening or watching this again, I hope that that description you just gave is, is I would say very common to come into this work and relate to what then becomes unity consciousness in the in the evolution of it and um yeah so why do you think that more and more people are I wouldn't say seeking but are now ready for the um, shift into unity consciousness and whatever that means to them Well, they're realizing that the way things have been going is just not working anymore. It's not working. Relationships are failing. We are physically on this, on this earth scene, more harm being done than good. People are, suicide rates are up. Abuse rates are up. Just looking at statistics in themselves we can see that there's a rise in these events, which tells us that there's something amiss, right? In a world where everything's running smoothly and people are taking care of their hearts, ultimately these statistics would be going down, Mm -hmm. but they're not, they're rising. So this is telling us that there's something wrong. There's something amiss. And I mean, I've mentioned these as really dire examples, right? These these examples are not to be scoffed at. But in the everyday human's life, there are relationships that are breaking. There are feelings of inadequacy, not enoughness, comparison. There is this striving to achieve this utopia that once you achieve it, once you land there, there's no sense of satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And I think people are starting to recognize that there's so much to be said about living a simple life. You know, if you just look at now, I don't know if it's just in my community, but there are so many of my friends and community members who are starting to grow veggie gardens, who are taking digital detoxes, you know, these terms that were five years ago, just like not even part of the vocabulary. They're now everyday occurrences. Hey, I'm just going to take a digital detox. I I won't be contactable for the weekend. What? (laughs) Think about that for a second. Oh yeah. Good for you. Right. Yes. Good for you. (laughs) And I think that that's just a testament to how we're starting to recognize 
how our nervous systems need a break, how the people in our community, you know, in our physical community are so important, how COVID had such a big effect on the population from a, from a mental perspective, but also from a social perspective where now we really value being together. Yeah. Having someone over for dinner is, is now such a treat. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yes. Yeah. And so I think people are craving this new way of being. And I think that there's no coincidence in the fact that there's the darkness to the light and there's COVID and there's all of these things that have just happened over the last five years where we're now ready. We are ready to open up that door and consider something, something different. Yeah. So uh, we went into, um, you know, in terms of what we can do to move more towards, uh, you know, the energy of the heart and open up to a different way of relating. From your perspective, what are some of the resources or practices that have been most helpful to you on your journey? Mm. Firstly, meditation has been one of the cornerstones of my practice, along with breath work. Breath work surprised me (laughs) in ways that I had no idea. I mean, I slowed down so much after doing a consistent breath work practice. I felt like my nervous system took the longest exhale as Mm -hmm. I started to practice uh, breath work consistently. And then the other thing that is just so simple is contemplation. So there's this idea that I work with my clients about that words as vibrational tools, right? So I say something to you and I string a sentence, a couple of words together into a sentence and they create something. It's a manifestation of a thought. And one sentence can land for you in a way that literally changes your cells. And a lot of these sentences can be found in spiritual texts or teachings or simply from a conversation with a friend where she says something to you where you, th- where you stop you know, have you had that moment before mm-hmm. Absolutely. Where, where someone says something to you and everything else goes silent, even though she's still speaking, but there's this moment in time where you think, oh, how have I missed that? Or that's such a good way of thinking about it. Or there's something about what that delivery does to you. It changes you. So what I speak about a lot is this idea of contemplating. So taking those mic drop moments, let's say, and, and pondering on them, you know, taking a cup of tea, staring out the window, looking at a sunrise and just allowing those vibrations to land and considering what it means for you. You know, I ran a challenge in December, which was just a journaling practice challenge. And some of the questions were just simple, like, you know, name your favorite time of day and journal as to why you love it. But there were other questions in there that were really about talking about the nature of your soul. 
or describing the nature of your soul. Mm-hmm. And this has been such a vital part of my practice because we're so busy, well, we have been up until now, so busy rushing from one thing to the other that there's never been time to contemplate the very essence of who we are. And uh, I think that contemplation has been one of the most, along with meditation and breath work, as tools to help with the contemplation practice, the ways in which I've been able to uh, navigate my way through from rigidity to flexibility and adaptability. Mm. Mm, Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And also, if somebody is listening right now and really are resonating with what you're saying here, what would be your recommendation for somebody who would like to uh, you know, explore unity consciousness, the energy of the heart, the, all, everything that we've talked about today, because I know there will be people who like, oh, I love this. And there's something like you said, words that, that come out does something to us, right? So what yes. would be your recommendation if somebody wants to explore this further? Um, there are many different levels that you can go into this work in so I'll just speak for how I entered into it and so as a as I mentioned it started on the physical plane yoga right so moving the body and understanding and embodying the changes that are felt through movement remembering that movement isn't just about getting fit or shaping and toning. It's really about moving the body in a way that opens up energy channels that allows for more light to flow through you, right? So there's that. Then there's the understanding and naming of emotions so that you can relate to them and work with them. And and then there's the mental field, which is really about meditation, and then we, we move into spirit. And so moving into spirit is really where we move into the heart space. Yeah. Every one of those levels can enter into the heart space. And what I'm really loving at the moment, what I'm jiving on is virtues of the heart. So understanding what divine love is and loving kindness and compassion and patience and curiosity and all of these really beautiful experiences and embodiment practices can bring. And some of the work that I have followed in order to bring this work to life has been the work of Danielle Laporte. She has a beautiful membership called the Heart Centered Membership, where she explores these ideas and ways of being in a group format. And it's a really nice way to enter into this world. And then if you ever want to go into it deeper, you work one-on-one with someone who actually goes through each of these aspects of self with you and helps you to bring them into your life. Mm. Mm. Yes. And thank you for going through that. And, you know, given the different layers and and levels there are, you know, in summary, I, I would suggest that it's, it's this, this softening again to our own life 
to invite to learn something new about ourselves. And whether that's yoga, through yoga, or whether that's through meditation, for example, as an entry point, the important part is to actually enter. Yeah, and it's a willingness, isn't it? It's a willingness, you know. I always say you have to be ready, willing, and able. There has to be a willingness to, to want, a willingness to change, a, a willingness to see that things aren't working, which I think is happening collectively, as I mentioned. It's not working anymore. So what can I do to bring about change? And you've got to recognize and be almost expect the fact that it's going to be challenging. There are going to be times where you want to throw in the towel and run away. But when you come out the other side, it's just this really beautiful feeling of liberation. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and I think uh, both you and I are examples of of someone who's gone through this transformation. And, and if I just, as a, I can speak for myself as saying how I am experiencing my life, how I feel on a daily basis is, is completely different than before. Less yeah. frustration, less resistance, more joy, more happiness, more balance. My body feels better, like you name it. <laughs> so yeah. It's and and I don't know how you if you reflect upon how you feel because that's really what everyone wants at the end of the day, right? That yeah, natural um, inner peace, if you will. Um, yeah. So how how um, is that something that everyone wants? Yes, but uh, is is that something that everyone is willing at this time? to take a look at and invite hopefully yeah, yes <laughs> hopefully yes and so you know there's just one part of that that i want to speak to is that we i i completely i experience exactly what you've just said but it is a spiral so that means that sometimes i feel on top of the world and at other times i'm like Oh my gosh, I'm here again. <laughs> yeah. How did I get here again? But what's important for me along that journey is number one, I choose to experience the full spectrum of human emotions. I want to experience grief when grief is appropriate. I want to experience anger when anger is appropriate. I want to experience apathy because I know on the other side of feeling apathetic is inspiration. So I've come to expect that when I am having periods of low, low level thinking or low level living, whatever you want to call them, that on the other side of that, I'm actually going to experience the opposite of that. Mm. I and love so, that you brought it. I, I love that you brought that up because if we bring this all back to unity consciousness and the full spectrum of emotion, as you refer to, it's all part of it. Yes. There is no right or wrong, right? There is no good feelings or bad feelings. It just is. So I exactly. love that you brought that point up because that's what we want. We want to live a full life where all emotions, all experiences are natural, which they are. It's just a matter of getting out of our perception that there is something good and something bad 
in terms of how we live our lives or what we experience. So yes, I think that 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 does it. That wraps up the uh, you know scratching of the surface of this beautiful topic of unity consciousness. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, uh, we want to know how we can connect with you. Where can we find you, Ariana, and how can we work with you? <laughs> I have a website. It's ariana.com.au. And that's spelled A-R-I-A-N-N-A. And there's a list of my offerings and you can connect with me via the website. And I also hang out on Instagram. And my handle's at Ariana, spelled the same way. And then my surname, Pinar, P-I-E-N-A-A-R, all one word. And um, yeah, it would be lovely to connect with your community. Just jump on Instagram, say hi. And uh, so good to, to meet with like-mindeds, right? Yes, everyone go uh, connect with Ariana and uh, check out her wonderful, beautiful and very important work that she's doing in the world. So I want to wrap up this episode with, to ask you a personal question. What do you live by, Ariana? I live by the knowing that I am much more than what is contained in my physical body. Yeah, and I live by the understanding that it takes a lot of faith and trust to move through life and that we are all part of something so much bigger than what we can see. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening today. Get a copy of my book, Wisdom Beyond What You Know, is available through Amazon along with other fine retailers and bookstores globally, or visit wisdombeyondbook.com. Thank you for listening to New Light Living with me, Arika Sullivan. When you see your life in a new light, your world looks different. Worry, fear, and the everyday go, go, go are no match for you in this bright new light. Join me next time as I lay out the practices and tools for you to liberate your amazing self into living your ideal dream day. You can start now to take the guesswork out of getting to know yourself again and expand into your essence to feel present, alive, inspired, and connected. Keep listening, keep learning. Imagine no more wishing for your dream life. You get to start living it today. For more information, please visit newlightliving.com.